so today, I would like for us to focus on change of view. Change of view. The hike up the mountain, and of course it's Mount Tabor, the hike up, the hike up Mount Tabor must have been very tiring for the disciples. Peter, James, and John must have felt relief when they reached the summit. Now they could relax, but not only relax, but they can take in a 360-degree view of the Jezreel Valley. They could see all around. They could see Mount Gilboa. They could see the Samaritan Mountains. They could see Mount Carmel. They could see the Golan Heights. They could see Gilead. They could see Afula. They could see the lower and upper region of Galilee. And they could see Mount Hermon at the Lebanese border to the north. 360 view. See, 360 degree view. However, Jesus did not bring them along for the view of the surrounding territories. He had something else in mind to show them. Something that would, as we would say, blow their minds. They could never forget how they felt when Jesus' face and his clothing became dazzling bright, so bright that the disciples had to turn away from looking at him. It is not often that we experience God. And it is not often that we experience God in such a powerful way. On occasion when we experience God, or God's presence, we might say, it can be terrifying. The sight can make us fear for our lives, as it was for Isaiah in the temple. I'm going to read what Isaiah experienced in the temple from chapter 6. And here he says, he, and he's referring to God, he was sitting on his throne, high and exalted, and his robe filled the whole temple. Around him flaming creatures were standing, each of which had six wings. Each creature covered its face with two wings and its body with two, and used the other two for flying. They were calling out to one another, Holy, 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 the Lord Almighty is holy. His glory fills the world. The sound of their voices made the foundation of the temple shake. And the temple itself became filled with smoke. I, Isaiah now, he says, I said, there is no hope for me. I am doomed. Here's Isaiah, feeling like he's doomed by just 
the sheer magnificence of God. We hide because of our sinfulness. We cover ourselves because of the pure majesty of God and because of our impurity. We flee to escape God's righteousness, and we want the experience to end. And even then, we're changed by it. Isaiah was, and before him, Moses was, as he stood before the burning bush. And so, in our reading today, was Peter and James and John, as they were on the mountain, Mount Tabor, with Jesus. Our experiences of God are similar, aren't they? And we are amazed to live through them. Of course, the reason for this is to bear witness to God's amazing love. For many of us, our experiences of God vary significantly. We experience God when we're out in nature. And for us, it is amazing, so much so that we want it to last forever. However, it doesn't. We come down the mountain a different person because of it. Sometimes we do not know what to make of it. So we sit with it for a while, not telling anyone about our encounter with God. We pray and we hope to be guided going forward until we receive permission to share it with others. And when we do, it is not to convince anyone. It's not to convince anyone about God's existence, but simply to bear witness to God's love in our lives and in the world. And there are times, too, when it's not out in nature that we experience God, but in times of crisis. And it is an amazing experience also. It is usually an answer to prayer. For we know too well how powerless it feels to lose perspective. It feels good, therefore, in those moments, to turn our burdens over to God, to let God take our worries from us, to leave our troubles behind, or have Jesus help us carry those burdens. In those moments, it's a relief, isn't it? So much so that we want the encounter to last forever. But then we hear the baptismal charge. Let your light so shine before others so that they may see your good works 
and give glory to your Father in heaven. Those words in the baptismal liturgy, they're powerful. Think about it for a moment. Let your light so shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. That is to say, we, you and I who are baptized, we get to show the world who God is. In other words, God is seen through our good works. And that is truly amazing. Now, I have to tell you that I feel akin to Peter. The Peter in me is always getting in the way of God. Is that the same thing for you? The Peter in me gets in the way of God. And here's why. I want things to go according to my likes and my dislikes. You, you ever feel that way? Lutherans don't usually talk up in worship, so I understand. But I feel that way, that I like things to go according to my likes and my dislikes. Don't ask my sons. They'll have too many stories to tell you. I want to control outcomes. Do you ever feel that way? So like Peter, I want to make God an offer. Let's capture the moment, okay? That we could make money out of this. All right, all right. I don't think he was thinking that way, but you know, in our modern day, we'd say, let's capture the moment and then we'd bring people up the mountain and show them. All right? They'll have a mind-blowing experience. It is not what we have to offer, but what God is offering us that is truly amazing, and that is what matters. And Peter eventually gets it. Mount Tabor was not about, was, was about God's love for the world. You and I know that to be loved is amazing, isn't it? Frank, to be loved is amazing, isn't it? I don't know about David, he's the king, okay? To be loved is amazing, yeah. And we do not make ourselves lovable, right? God loves us for who we are, right? Mount Tabor was about God's love, and God's love for us is shown in God's forgiveness. To be forgiven is amazing. Here's what Jesus says in John 15 and verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life 
for one's friends. You know why mothers are so loved? They'll do anything for their children. Well, most mothers. They'll do anything for their children. Well, so it was for my mom. Anything for their children. And that's the kind of love that we hear about in the gospel. God shows love for us by forgiving us. Peter, James, and John eventually realized why Jesus cautioned not to speak about their theophany. Here's another big word, theophany. Big word. What it really means is God's appearance, the experience, the encounter. Not to speak about their theophany until after the crucifixion and resurrection. Only with hindsight would they understand the transfiguration. And you and I know it. We say it all the time. Hindsight is what? 2020. There you go. And no doctor can prove us wrong because it's true. Right? Right, Scott? There we go. He's the doctor, so I had to make sure that we're on the same page. So, so we do not have to preserve the divine encounter. Just to have the encounter is an affirmation that God is with us. And why? Because God loves us. There are times in a life when we doubt it. But I want you to know that God's love for us is complete. God loves us completely. And even when we're struggling, God is there. If we would only be still and experience the fullness of God in the moment. Change of view is what God gives us that we might bear witness to his love in the world. Amen.